0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl. I'm your host Colleen and I'm on a quest to discover and fix my thoughts on things that are not only true, but are they also noble, right, pure, lovely. Excellent. And worthy of praise. I'm so glad you've joined me whether you are hearing this podcast in America or to the north in Canada or across the pond in the United Kingdom or in Germany or some other country that I don't yet know that you're listening from. You can let me know if you want by uh, getting on Facebook and joining the group Serendipity Girl Podcast lovers. I would love to hear a little bit about where you're from, um, maybe something that resonates with you from one of the episodes of this podcast, or just introduce yourself, however. Um, And I would love to find out what are you doing this time of the year, because many of us are celebrating the holiday season. And of course, the greatest holiday in my book is Christmas. So I gotta tell you, I was out today with my husband. We were on our way to get breakfast. It's a Saturday morning tradition for us, and uh, then we saw a man on the side of the road simply holding up a sign that said "Christ is the Savior." And I rolled my window down, and went woohoo, you know, because I wanted to let him know, "Hey, I'm with you. I'm on this. I'm a Christ. I'm a Jesus girl." Um, But I got to thinking, Christ is the Savior. I was like, why didn't he say Jesus is the Savior? Now, it's one and the same. Jesus Christ is his full name, although Christ itself is not so much a name as it is a role, a designation, a title. And so I started serendipitously looking things up to make sure that I was getting all of this right. And um, sure enough, I looked up the word Christ, and we get it from the Hebrew word for Messiah. I think it's Mashiach, but I may be saying it wrong. I am not a Hebrew scholar, but it means Messiah, which was the promised one that God promised to send that Israel was waiting for in the Old Testament. And when Jesus came, they were looking to see if he was going to be the Messiah. Now, they were looking for a what I call kick butt Messiah, which means um, he was going to come and kick Rome out of dominating them, and he was going to be kind of a conquering king, and they didn't understand that he was coming to conquer their hearts in love by saving them from their sins. Not from their trials so much with Rome, but from the big problem, which is their sins, and Nobody knew the mystery, which is revealed in the New Testament uh, as the great mystery that he was coming to save not only his beloved people of Israel, um, any who would put their faith in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior, believing that he's God, that he came to this earth uh, as a baby, uh, fully human yet without sin, and believing that his death on the cross was to forgive my sins, your sins, everybody's sins. Anybody who would accept him as their savior and believe that he's God and Lord and put their faith in him would be saved by grace through faith. Whether they were Jewish by birth or whether they were Gentiles, which is everybody else. But Christ is the savior. I was looking at that and it started with Hebrew, but then the Greeks translated it as Christos. With a K. And then the Romans translated the Greek into Latin, and it was Christus, which is how we say it, um, how we spell it, but they added us to it, us. And then in English, we just dropped the us. So that's where you get Christ. And interestingly enough, it's two definitions. I knew the first one. Unfortunately, I know of the second one, but I didn't know it would make it into a dictionary. Um, the, the the second definition, I'll start with that one. When people get angry or frustrated or irritated or dismayed, a lot of times you'll hear them say the Lord's name. And they are saying it in vain, which is a big no-no. And uh, because He's God. I mean, we're supposed to show some respect. But I think they just don't really realize what they're saying or what they're doing. They probably grew up hearing it and just started copying that. But it actually made it into the dictionary as a word that you say when you're frustrated, irritated, or dismayed. And that made me sad. But, and it's interesting because you don't see people doing this with, like, Allah. You never hear anybody slam the hammer down on their finger and go, Allah. Or Muhammad. Or Confucius. Or Vishnu. Or Joseph Smith. <laughs> I mean, you never hear that. You know, or or me. <laughs> For those who, who wrongly believe that they are divine in some way, um, which we are not. (laughs) We're creating God's image, but it doesn't mean that we're deities. Not at all. And so that definition, I didn't like. But the first one is the one that I'm familiar with. It's a title, um, meaning that he is the anointed Messiah. He's the promised one. He's the Savior. And when you put them together, Jesus Christ, the cool thing about It's like God's trying to get a message to us because Jesus is from the Hebrew word, the name Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So you've got Yahweh saves, Yahweh being God's covenant-keeping name, uh, his great name that is so holy that people often will say Jehovah. They'll add letters to it instead of saying Yahweh. But it's what makes him God, his name and, and everything that comes with it, all the promises, all the power, everything. So when you take Jesus Christ together, it's like you're saying the Lord saves and he's the promised Messiah who's come to save you. (laughs) So it's like he's got salvation in there in both the name Jesus and in the designation title Christ. So this guy's right with the sign Christ, the promised Messiah. Jesus is the Savior. And I thought, that's exactly what we need to hear at the start of the Christmas season. Because what did I just say? Christmas. And if you think about it, the word Christmas, we add so much stuff and it's all fun stuff. Uh, most of it's good stuff, decorating and lights and parties and food and lots more food and really rich food and songs and all of that. And um I mean, we have a great time, don't we? But it's easy to get lost in all that. And here's this guy standing there just with a gentle reminder, Jesus, you know, Christ is the Savior. And if you think about it, we all know instinctively that we need saving from ourselves. I mean, look at the world. We know that the world, we like to use the word broken. People don't like to use the S word as in sinful because uh, that gets a little bit too convicting, because sin is something, it just sounds dark and heavy, because it is something dark and heavy, and it can kill us. It's the sin cancer gene that we all got as human beings from Adam and Eve, when uh, they broke the one rule that God gave them, and then when they had children, they passed on this cancerous sin gene to all of us, and that's why we all have sin natures, and that's why we all sin, and we like to call it brokenness. I mean, a lot of people do. And it's really popular to say, well, I'm broken and you're broken. And we know other people are broken because we're all complaining about what they're doing to us and against us and all of that. And we're a little more gracious with ourselves sometimes about all the stuff we're doing to other people, but we look at this world. We look at what's happening in Ukraine with Russia and Ukraine, and and look at the, all the revolutions that are going on, and the corrupt governments and corrupt political systems, and and leaders uh, who promise things and then you find out. I mean, here in America, it's in the news. You know, this one is accused of this, and this one's accused of that, and yeah. We, we know, and looking at what's happening in Israel and, and, and with the Gaza Strip and, and all of that uh, situation that's been going on for centuries. I mean, just centuries. And we know the world is broken. But God calls that brokenness sin. And we all know that we need saving. And, and a lot of times it's easy to look to things like money or power or position or influence as something that's going to save you. And we can dupe ourselves into thinking, well, as long as I'm just, you know, better than the person next to me, I'm sure God's going to forgive me because, hey, I tried. But nowhere does God say that in the Bible that, hey, you tried. You were kind of good sometimes. See, God doesn't deal with kind of good and all that because we're spiritually dead. And spiritually dead people are just gonna, well, they're dead. And the sin that, makes us spiritually dead. The Adam and Eve lost their spirit. Um, their spirits were dead. As soon as they disobeyed God, they passed that on to us. And so it's dead people, as my pastor and many other uh, pastors will say, it's not whether you're good or bad. Um, it's It's are you dead or are you alive spiritually? And we're all spiritually dead from the time we are conceived. And so Christmas is a time to remember that God came down, not as a temporary solution, but as the solution. He came down to save us simply because we could not save ourselves. Look at the word Jesus. Like I said before, it says the Lord saves. If we could save ourselves, why would the Lord of all the universe, the God of all the universe, come down and offer himself up on a cross, let himself be tempted by the devil, only he never gave in, and take all of our sins upon himself if we could save ourselves by being kind of good or better than somebody else. So, you know, the bad news is, is that we're broken, we're sinful, and we need saving, and we cannot save ourselves. And if you were to stop right there, wow, this would be the most depressing podcast you'd ever heard. But that's just, that's just the beginning. Because once you accept that, then you can say, but God, like he says in Ephesians 2, but God, Um, God came, Jesus Christ came because the Lord is the one who saves us. And Jesus came, became a human being, grew up, never sinned, was tempted, was never, never gave into it. And he became our sinless sacrifice that would be the lamb of God, Sent to take away the sin of the world, which is what John the Baptist said as soon as he saw Jesus coming on the scene. He's like, Behold, hey, y'all, look, look, here's the Lamb of God who's coming to take away the sin of the world. And I love the show Charlie Brown Christmas. It's a wonderful show to watch. Uh, If you didn't grow up watching it, to watch it with your children, your grandchildren, it's a wonderful Christmas tradition. And all these people in the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, cast, uh, all all the, all the characters, Charlie, um, Snoopy, (laughs) um, Peppermint Patty, who has the, that gravelly voice. You've got Charlie Brown, who looks like a little old man because, well, his head is completely bald except for one little curl in the front. What's up with that? And, um, he's so trusting but he's kind of negative a lot of times and he's kind of cynical sometimes but he's so trusting and lucy who's bossy and always promises to hold the football so he can kick it and then she always gleefully and maliciously takes it away at the last minute with a laugh. And he goes flying and falling. And uh, that's Lucy. And then you've got Linus who's scared and carries a blanket, even though he's too old to be carrying a blanket around. It's his security blanket. But notice when Charlie Brown says, after they've done all this stuff for Christmas, he's like, well, somebody tell me what is the real meaning of Christmas? And everything gets really quiet. And Linus comes out with his blanket. And at some point, he drops the blanket as he starts quoting Luke chapter 2. And he's talking about the shepherds, and they're out there, and then the angels come. And then they, um, they say, don't be afraid, because the shepherds are really afraid. Every time angels came and said anything to them, they all freaked out. And they said, don't be afraid. Behold, I, I come to give you great news, good news, of great joy for all people. I love that. Good news. Good news. That will give great joy for all people. Do you hear how inclusive that is? All people. Because all of us sin, that means we're eligible for salvation, thank God. You just have to admit that you're a sinner and then you are eligible for God's salvation. And Linus talks about this "This um, unto you is born in the city of David which that was really important, Um, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He said right there, unto you is born a Savior, who is Christ, again, the promised Messiah, the promised Savior, and he's Lord. So Jesus is not only Savior, but he's the one that was promised to come, the promised Messiah that they were looking for, and he's Lord, which means he can pull off all these promises like, hey, I can forgive all of your sin if you will just accept the gift of salvation that I got for you when I died on the cross for your sins. And you can read more about it in the book of John if this is all new to you. Um, Also, if you're looking for a way to celebrate the real meaning of Christmas while still enjoying the other stuff, the other stuff's fine. It just doesn't need to eclipse the real meaning of Christmas, because that's the gift that never stops giving, a relationship with Jesus Christ forever. Um, but you can start on December 1st by reading the book of Luke, one chapter a day, and by Christmas Eve, you will have finished the book. And another thing you can do is make a fun little Advent calendar. If you have Advent calendar, um, you can look on the internet for names of Jesus And you can pull in all those Old Testament ones because those are his names too. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, um, the way, the truth, the life. You will find many more than 25, but pick out 25 of your favorites and then do maybe 25 more in the next year. But every night around the dinner table, uh, when your kids or you are getting a piece of candy from your advent calendar, um, you know, you can just have a jar and just every day, just kind of get a piece of candy. And then as a family or with your roomies or whatever, read this Bible verse that tells you who Jesus is. And by the, uh, 24th, you will know so much about this Jesus that came for us. Uh, I already mentioned a Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a great one. Um, The thing I love about it is, like I said before, he drops his blanket. Somebody noticed that. I had never noticed that. Linus is talking about this savior and this good news and great joy, a savior who is Christ the Lord, and he drops his blanket and he ends up, I believe, using it as a tree skirt for Charlie Brown's little sad little tree. (laughs) I love that sad little tree because it's proof to me that it doesn't have to be perfect to be good, you know? It doesn't have to be perfect to be good. It can be just good enough. So these are just some ways just to kind of keep that message. Jesus Christ is the Savior. It's not you. It's not me. It's not money, power, influence. Um, Look at Putin and all the power that he has. Does he look like a happy man to you? (laughs) I mean, seriously, does he look happy? I mean, he, he lives thinking somebody's trying to kill him all the time. And some of them probably (laughs) are, but, and I'm not laughing about that. That's not funny, but, um, but I mean, he's probably dead on about, oh dear, that's a bad pun. (laughs) He's probably dead on, oh dear. But, you know, look at, look at these leaders. Um, even when they gained the whole world, they really did lose their own soul. Like Jesus said, they gained the whole world. Like I just saw the movie about Napoleon. He was not a happy man. Mm Mm-mm not a happy man, (laughs) no matter what he had or what he did. He was not a happy man. Um, all these people that go after the power and, and they're climbing that tree and they keep believing the lie thinking that all these things are going to save them, you know, power, influence, how many likes, how many listens, how many this, that, and the other, um, how much influence do I have money? How rich am I? I mean, we can't take it with us. Uh, so these things don't save. And they don't address the needs of the soul because we were created to fellowship with God, to have a relationship with God, but it was broken when Adam and Eve sinned. They passed that on to us in that sin gene, and we have done our own sins. And um, yet God came down to earth. Jesus Christ came down to earth to save us. And that's what makes Christmas so exciting because we need a savior and Jesus Christ is that Savior. Well, this is Serendipity Girl. And I hope that you got something encouraging out of this. And that you have a wonderful uh, Christmas season. Whatever um, you find yourself doing this, this, over this next month. And because uh, we're almost to December. Wow, we are almost to December. So, until next time, have a serendipitous day.